everybody welcome to session 22 of the grace podcast this podcast is the digital arm of grace life coaching i'm timothy muse creator of grace life coaching and i'll be your host today as we spend this time together i hope that you're doing great and you're having a wonderful day whatever it is that you're brought forward whatever you're experiencing if this podcast is helpful for you if you're finding this to be beneficial then please share it out there share it on your instagram share it on your facebook get it out there tag me in it if you would so i can see where you're at and where you're coming from that would be awesome and if you're listening to this on one of the podcast platforms spotify or iHeartRadio or amazon music give us a rating and review the more people that give ratings and reviews the more people that follow this podcast then these platforms realize that this stuff is interesting people are paying attention to it so they're going to want to show it to even more people so give us a rating and review if you're on these um, on these platforms then use it out there uh, let's get this word out out. Let's get this opportunity out there so that others can experience it. And if you want to do some coaching or you want to reach out to me, you want to communicate with me, you can reach me through the website, gracelifecoaching.com. Gracelifecoaching.com is the website, all one word, all lowercase letters. I know that a lot of what you see in the podcast has the has the, the grace uh, all, all broken up, but on the website, it's just all grace podcast, gracelifecoaching.com. It's all one word, all lowercase, all regular spelling. So check us out there if you want to communicate with me, if you want to do some coaching or work through that then I certainly would encourage you and invite you to take advantage of that through the through the website all right so let's jump into it so the past couple of times I've been talking about this idea of of numbing of buffering of of putting something out there in front of our true feelings so that we really don't need to feel it so that we really don't have to feel it so that we can just have you know a little bit a little bit of our feeling not all of our feelings mind you not everything but just a little bit just enough to know that they're there just to kind of lay on the surface a little bit and I think as humans you know we're, we're good it. We just want to kind of dabble in it a little bit, but we really don't want to push it too much. We really don't want to dig deep because, well, if we dig deep, then that's where resolution comes from. And I'm not really quite sure that we want resolution, actually. I think we're kind of happy with relying in the in the amorphous, putting ourselves out there in just a shallow area. Because we like it when we can find things to be bothered by. I mean, we really do. It feels good to be bothered by something. It feels good to be uh, overburdened or conflicted or in, you know, in some kind of battle. So we like that. It's part of our makeup. It's part of how we're trained. Most of us weren't trained. Most of us weren't presented systems of balance and peace. If you were, then good for you. No, most of us were presented with systems of some form of conflict. If you have brothers or sisters, you probably had some form of conflict. I got three brothers. We had a lot of conflict. We got at each other pretty good and pretty often. So so we're really not necessarily comfortable with with complete systems of balance or peace but we should be we should be comfortable with complete systems of balance and peace so we should look for them and strive for them and try to create them and so in order to do that in order to do that we find ourselves you know having to tear down some of these buffers having to tear down these numbing agents and really address them for what they are and really look at them for what they are and i've i've talked about you know some of the some of the clear ones um, alcohol and sex and drugs and shopping and eating all these things that that you know that we use to put in front of our true emotions 
you know, if I have a couple of drinks, well, then I can feel sad or angry or hurt, but my emotions are numbed a little bit. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, you know, just kind of there. Um, I'm not really feeling the full sense of it. And that's why we do these things. Honestly, that's why we do these things. That's why when we're feeling down, we go out and shop or that's when we're angry. We, we hit things because we don't necessarily know how to sit with these emotions, how to bring them in and, and, and have a cup of coffee with them and really sit down and talk about them and talk to them and talk through them and find out what's really going on underneath them. So part of this journey, part of this goal, part of this hope is to be better, is to find a new way of doing this, to be able to confront our feelings, to be able to sit with our feelings and be with our feelings and not require our feelings to have some kind of just shallow experience or expression in our lives. That's the work. That's what we are striving to do because we want you to be the best you and in order to be the best you, you got to be able to look at your feelings and sit with your feelings and feel your feelings and tear down whatever buffer it is that you want to use to not confront your feelings. In the last session, I talked about yes as a buffer. I talked about using yes as a buffer. You know, we can be so afraid of, of hurting someone's feeling or losing someone's friendship or, or disappointing someone that we say yes, even when we don't want to, even when we don't feel like we can or we should, we stretch ourselves thin, then we get angry because we're always saying yes, we're always agreeing something that we can't necessarily hold on to and it creates that cycle. So rather than confronting the fear of being dis of disappointing, rather than confronting the fear of somebody being angry angry with us or confronting the reality that it's just really the narrative that our head is telling us that we have to prove ourselves to to someone else in order for them to be loved we have to prove our role in their lives rather than just rather than just accepting that our role in their life is enough so we say yes so so you know I talked about and 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 how do you overcome that you say no you say no no is a complete sentence you don't have to explain. You say no. And if you're not really good at practicing no, then go to the restaurant and, and sit down. And when the waiter comes along and asks you if you want a basket of bread, say no. Feel how that feels. If someone says, would you like a, another cup of coffee? Say no. Um, learn how to say no in places where you're not going to wind up getting into a conflict and that helps you. So so no is, is a really powerful thing. And, and what I want to talk about today, um, a similar thing to experiencing and buffering is a similar thing of numbing our experience in the world if you will and as i see it the desire to be offended is a great numbing agent for the world it's a great numbing agent for us it's a great buffering agent for us the desire to be offended now look let, let's be clear i mean we can all be offended of course there are things that are offensive to us they're offensive to our moral code they're offensive to our ethical understanding they're offensive to our empirical senses they're offensive to our understanding of civility and society they're offensive in many ways and and we have all in our lives been offended and we have all in our lives offended someone. It is just part of being a human being in a civilized society. Our stance and words and presence, of course, we've offended someone by what we wore and haven't wore and when we showered and haven't showered. Okay. And I get all of that. And you know what? And when we offend someone, we acknowledge it. We, if we feel that we need to apologize, we apologize. Or if we don't feel we need to apologize and we just say, look, you know, so you're offended. So my presence offends you. Well, I mean, my presence is my presence. You're just going to have to get over that. So, so we all offend 
and we've all been offended. Okay, so so that's one thing, but that's not what I'm talking about here. No, what I'm talking about is the desire to be offended, the wanting to be offended. It's a buffer. It's a way to numb the world by going out and looking for places or at people or at things that will offend me intentionally seeking being offended this is far different than actually just being offended by circumstance or situation this is seeking an offense this is seeking an offense in the other this is looking for something to be offended by or for and see let's talk about what happens when you're offended when you're offended you know you can raise up the best of your belief structure the most poignant aspects of your belief structure you can raise up whatever uh, thought processes or training that you've had you can raise up whatever um, minority or majority thought processes that you have being offended puts you in a place of focal energy you know, when someone does something and I'm offended, well, our, our initial response is then to try to undo the offense. That's what we do as human beings who look to have some kind of relative balance, peace, and lack of conflict. When someone is offended by us, well, then we look to undo the offense if we can. If someone is offended by us, we look to make it right. Because that's how we're trained. How we're trained in the world is to make it right. So, so when someone is offended, we want to fix it. We want to help them un, you know, be unoffended. Uh, not that there's definitely there's really a word for that, but we want to help them be unoffended. So what that does is that who's who's that who's in control there? Not us. They are the offended party is the one who's in control. The offended party is the one who's drawing the energy, but the offended party is also the one who is not doing the work to figure out where they are at that point in time. They're not doing the work to figure out why they want to be offended or what they're looking for to be offended by. They're not doing the work of what's going on inside of them that one causes the offense or two causes them to seek out an offense regardless of the circumstances being offended can be like an emotional drug because either either we get the response we want of someone trying to soothe our offense or or we get into a fight we get into an argument let's look at you know look at social media particularly and how you know offenses can fly like snowflakes in january in chicago uh, and then and then it just continues to escalate and escalate and escalate through the comments and through the direct messaging and the other posts etc 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 but there are those who literally go out to look to be offended because that way then they don't have to look at themselves they don't have to focus on themselves they can focus on the offending party so people who go out and look to intentionally be offended it doesn't require them to do the the work of their own stuff they can look to change everybody else look to change the offended places point the energy elsewhere gobble up that sympathetic energy of someone who's trying to make it right make it better but they don't have to do the work of looking at themselves they don't have to do the work of expanding growing making themselves better they don't have to do the work of being a better person
And that's what buffering is. They don't have to look at their feelings. Why would someone want to go out and intentionally be offended? Because they don't want to look at where they feel their own shortcomings are or their own uh, self-worth or their own self-place. They don't want to deal with their own anger or their hurt or their disappointment. Perhaps maybe they came from a, a structure that showed a great deal of disappointment. So they're intentionally looking to be offended. They're intentionally looking to be offended by something else. They're actually literally seeking it out. They will scroll through Facebook pages or Instagram posts or news feeds, and they will look for a reason to be offended. It's, it's, it's fascinating. There's many times where I'll, I'll scroll through one of my social media feeds and I'll be looking and I'll see someone comment. I'm like, what is the point of commenting like that? What is the point of writing that at all? Because not only does it set off a fight, but it is so outside of, the, outside of, of, of what people should be offended by. But when people are wanting to be offended, looking for it to be offended, then what they're doing is they're running from or they're buffering their own stuff and they're using an offense as a drug. They're using an offense as a drug for their buffering rather than alcohol or drugs or sex or pornography or shopping. They're using an offense as a drug. And that's where it's going to be uh, that, and that's what happens. They they use that they use offense as a drug to their own, um, uh, rather than facing their own stuff. And maybe that's you. You know, maybe as you're looking at your own interaction, maybe you're seeing that you're being far more offended than you should be. Maybe you're feeling far more offended than you should be. As you step back and you look at yourself, say, wow, you know, maybe you're actually going out and intentionally looking to be offended, intentionally finding something to be offended about so that, so that you don't have to face yourself, so that you don't have to face yourself. Maybe you're being offended by things that, that shouldn't offend you, but, but they just are. So, so let's talk a little bit about what can we do? What can we do um, to not be so offended, to not, to not go out and seek being offended? For one thing, stay in your own circle. You know, I think, I think that's first and foremost, that's the biggest. Stay in your own circle. You know, stay around people who lift you up and raise you up. Listen to the voices of those who lift you up and raise you up. Stay in your own circle. Stay in those places that really are pertaining to you. You know, one of the reasons why we become so offended so easy is because everything becomes so personal. Everything becomes so personal when a lot of it isn't. A lot of it is not personal at all. So first step is to stay in your own circle. And if that means, you know, kind of disassociating from social media or, or taking a step back or decreasing the amount of people you follow or looking at people who just offend you and, and, and let, letting them go, blocking them, unfriending them or not paying attention to them, that's the first thing. You know, stay in your circle, stay in your circle, stay with those who, who love you and those who lift you up. Don't take everything personal. Not everything's personal. Not everything is about you. Even if, it, even if it feels like it might pertain to you. Even if it feels like it might pertain to you. It's not about you. Okay? It's not always about you. So don't take it personal. Don't make it about you. Even if it doesn't necessarily pertain to you. It's not necessarily about you. So ask yourself, is this personal? Is this message coming towards me? And if it is, then then look at what is it inside of me that's making it personal? What is it inside of me that's making it so painful? What is it that's making me offended by it? If it isn't 
about you, if your name doesn't involve, isn't involved in it, if you're not tagged in something or mentioned in something, then ask yourself, why am I taking this so personally? What is it about me that is offended by this? Is it the words or is there something going on inside of me that is causing this to happen? Especially if you're seeking out offense. I mean, if you're seeking to be offended, then ask yourself why that is. And then the other thing you can do, the other thing you need to help out is, is really start to, to focus towards gratitude. Really start to focus towards gratitude, towards uh, positivity. Now, I'm not saying that that we don't look, you know, that we ignore things that offend us. I'm not saying that we that, that we just have like rosy glasses on. But what I am saying is that don't look for offense around every corner. Look for gratitude around every corner. Look for positivity around every corner. Hey, you're going to find offense. It's going to be there. Trust me. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but you don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to go looking for it. Look for the gratitude. Look for the positive. Look for what is. And if the offense comes along, then it can be isolated and say, okay, you know, I'm offended by that. However, it doesn't need to ruin me, crush me, or destroy me. I can acquiesce that. I, I can draw that in. I can identify it. I can process it through. But when we when we allow, you know, kind of the, the personal to go away, when we allow positivity and gratitude to, to well up, when we allow these things to happen, then what is then what is left is the, the opportunity for us to really be able to open up when we are offended and ask those deep questions about why we're offended. What is it inside of us? Is there something inside of us that needs work? Maybe we're not as uh, you know, maybe we're not as mature in a certain area and we're becoming offended by that that feeling. Uh, maybe it is that this is a past experience that's welling itself back up. Maybe we just never experienced that before and we don't know how to deal with change or, or something new. So it allows you to ask those deeper questions rather than just responding with offense. Rather than just responding with, you know, I'm offended by that. Well, before we say that, which you can, I'm not saying you can't, you can, but you need to make sure you want to make sure that you know why you're offended before you respond with an offense. You want to make sure that you know why you're offended before you respond with an offense. Because if you respond with an offense, then people just, you know, they, they just, they, they, they're going to turn away from you. They're going to run away from you. And you don't want that. You don't want that at all. So that's what I got for you today. You know, using offense as a buffer. And sometimes, you know, sometimes that's just, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes it feels good but it's not going to help you be the best you. It's not going to help you live into the best you possible. So I hope this is helpful. I really do. I hope that this opens up. If you have any questions or any comments you'd like to respond to me, hey, give me, give us a comment. Give us a rating and review on the platforms. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you know, you can do, throw, do so through uh, gracelifecoaching.com. I'd love to hear from you. So give us a shout. Give us a rating. As always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you. <laughs>